So I woke up in Atlanta this morning. Mm-hmm. I walked outside and fall had come. Dang. It was like 50 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It was freezing. So it's the fall season. Put this little hoodie on. And then I was like, I want to record a podcast. So I got in my car. I skipped my uh, class <laughs> and drove the seven hours to Lakeland, Florida. Very nice. And then I stepped outside of my car and it was hot as Hades. Great feeling. Can I do it again? <laughs> I wish. Let's go buy all the Prosecco. <laughs> You'll buy more. <laughs> Give me that glass. Dude, it's a celebration. Why are we celebrating? Uh, I had a birthday. <laughs> yeah, you did. What else? What else? Oh. Uh, I love how I have this right here. I forgot to turn that off. Listen to that fizzle. Ah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, hold it up. That's what I was going to do. Oh, yeah, I had yay. a birthday. I'm getting old. Dude, that's awesome. It's my Jordan year. Ooh. It's could so a, good. <laughs> I could be an ASMR like specialist. I think I think we just set everyone off. <laughs> so I, hope, I, yeah. I will say I want to apologize real quick too. We're, we're celebrating today, so we might get a little crazy. And so we're recording and, it at my place right now. Yeah. And so I don't have I didn't have all the equipment didn't come in in time. So we can only use one mic. So I apologize if this audio is a little goofy. Oh, they'll get over it. They're going to get over it. Just so you know, that's what we got. <laughs> anyway, Trey, you have a birthday. We're uh, celebrating. We're celebrating in the biblical way. Here we are. <laughs> Cheers. That was gorgeous sounding. <laughs> Watch this like sound be meant. It's like perfect. <gasps> <gasps> now we got to take a shot. <laughs> That should be one of the rules. I forgot, like, when you have the headphones on, it you changes. become a different person. Dude, it changes everything. <laughs> I didn't know we were going the whole time. I decided, like, midway through, and then I wasn't prepared. So <laughs> I, I was like, I'm already here. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. All right. But also... I love that sound. Kind of sounds like like a, like a classic like Coke commercial. <laughs> Coca Cola. What else are we doing today? Uh, we're gonna chat a good bit, talk about our lives, and then we're gonna have one of the most. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What's the word I want to use here? I think like what we're gonna be talking about is probably like one of the things we might disagree on the most. <laughs> Most likely. Which is why we've been putting it off for so long. A little bit. I'm excited for it. Uh-huh. But we're talking about hell. <laughs> hell yeah, man. And I guess with that goes to justice as well. Kind of. Yeah. Those two well, things are encompassing. Yeah. I think so. I mean, because that's one of the arguments we got into is... Yeah. Uh, under all of this is like, how does God do justice? Yeah. In a restorative way or a punitive way? And that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we're also celebrating... Because this is our season one finale. Yeah, it is. Dude, we've been going for, like, a long time now. Yeah, we're... But it's also, it's been so young. We're so young. Yeah, we're still little babies. This is our, uh, (laughs) rookie year. We're rookies. It's crazy. So, that's why 
We had to keep the meme alive that no one on this podcast listen is probably aware of. <laughs> no, because so, our friends don't listen. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um, but anyway, I moved, as you, some of you know, I moved to uh, Lakeland in January. And I got all about this Publix cake. Because <laughs> people kept talking about it. I'm like, Publix cake is the way to go. And I was mm-hmm. like, cool, let's give it a go. So we tried it. I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then every time we hung out as a group. Somebody bought the Publix cake. Someone had to buy the Publix cake. It became a meme. It became a, Yeah, it became a meme. Not everybody <laughs> completely understood the meme. They didn't have to. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, because <laughs> it wasn't just any Publix cake. Yeah, it was this Publix cake. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out and show everyone, and hopefully I don't tip. <laughs> just it. please don't drop that. Cake. Oh my gosh! So this is called the Raspberry Elegance. Yeah, if you're a, if around a Publix, go go ahead and pick them, pick one of them up, and then yeah. tell them they owe us money. So what I did find out, they should sponsor us for this. <laughs> All the work we do for them. Um, so this is, <laughs> I went to one of the stores and they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, where's the raspberry elegance cake, please? <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's a seasonal one. I was like, screw your seasons. I do not think so. So then I came back uh, like five minutes later because I was like, all right, I'm buying a cake, but I just don't know which one to buy because mm-hmm. now the one I want isn't here. And... Uh, She's, I asked the lady, I was like, well, hey, I like the Raspberry Elegance cake, but I know it's a seasonal one. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, okay, who was the person five minutes ago who told me it was? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't know who told you that, but that's not true. Isn't that so, like, <laughs> that's so typical of us? Like, I know, right? We're just like, oh, we can get away with this lie. I know. Like, if you don't have the answer, come up with something. And then so she's like, not everyone has it. Some of us, you have to give it, like, a 24-hour notice, but... Mm. Even if you have to do that, it's worth it. Yeah, no, it is. It it's is. elegant. It has raspberries. <laughs> We've got this cutter. Do you mind if I do the honors? Please. It's my awesome. birthday. Serve me. I have to. <laughs> Serve me. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, but how's life going? Uh, my life right now is school and school only, mm. which is why... I had to take some time off on some of these episodes. I don't appear yeah. as much as I'd like. We've been missing you. But I am learning just how stupid I am. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it works? <laughs> yeah. So I have one class, uh, one, of, one of my favorite classes. I like read a good bit of the professor's work before I even got to Emory. Hmm. Um, so I, I took the class just because I wanted to have a class with him. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things he, he does is we read uh, a few theologians every week, systematic theology, so it's like the basics of yeah. theology, right? And he, he has us read like the most prominent theologians in the past hundred years or so. And then every week we have to write a paper saying whether or not we disagree or agree with something they said in that paper. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. Whatever you write, is wrong. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, <laughs> and he's right. He is right. But he like, I, I love that he's like, 
all right, these people have been like tested in fire. Like everybody loves everything they write because yeah. they are so articulate. All right, first year grad student, tell me why they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's some that are like, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> That's me, yeah. I disagree with almost all of them. <laughs> That's funny though, so even, there's even people that are, that agree with what they're saying, and they're still wrong about stuff. Well, because we can't just say we agree, we have to write. Is that like their interpretation of what is being said? Is no, wrong, or? kind of, kind of like why we agree. Like okay. why, why we think they're right. Mm. We have to like expound on that in a page. And so a page seems wow. short, but you have to use every sentence yeah. perfectly, which is why he does it. He's like, I want yeah. you to write a page so you can be coherent and concise. That's really good. And That's then, the one thing, it's funny because I, I, I've often heard people complain when they have to write like a five-page paper. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, but it's so many words. And I was like, five-page papers are easy. Five-page compared to one-page? One-page page is so much difficult. easier. Difficult. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because now I have to actually have to like yeah. put effort into what I'm five saying. Five-pages, you BS it and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> I can fill up so many pages with words. Doesn't mean they're going to make any sense. Mm -hmm. But eventually. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers. Oh, they were crushing it with this ASMR. I think that's a new direction for our podcast. ASMR? ASMR. That's going to be our, one of our segments. Tipsy ASMR. Mm. Oh my god. Dude, I worked out today just for this moment. Oh man. So, what, so it is like a very sweet cake. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. Like the, it's like that, what kind of cream is that? Is that, it's like a butter it's cream, like a I butter guess? It's like a buttercream, yeah. Yeah. Like a sweet cream. But then it's got like the raspberry jelly in it mm -hmm. too. It's just like, oh. It's a good freaking cake. It's so good. So anyways, hmm. uh, my seminary like acquaintances, like all the other students, yeah, love to drink. Yeah. <laughs> It's a completely different experience. God's just like, you made the right choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Dude, that's awesome. Man, so you're going to be so much smarter now? You would, uh, I, I got I gotta read a book now I would or hope, something. I would hope I get smarter. I feel like I'm not... I'm just realizing more and more how... Hmm. How uh, poorly I think about things. Mm. <laughs> like... It's really refining the way I think. That's cool. Not so much like learning. I, I'm learning a lot, but... It's kind of like making it more systematic. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Doing that systematic theology. <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard not to focus on this cake. Oh my gosh, dude, we got a full cake over here too. So, uh, while I'm eating this, what's been going on with you? I haven't seen you in a while. Dude, it's been too long. Yeah, you know, it's been... Hmm. Things have been really good. I'd say it's not what I, not necessarily what I expected life to look like, but it's a, it's been good. So yeah, I've been doing like a lot of freelance um, work, some assistant work for a guy, and uh, that's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, a new challenge for me because it's commercial real estate in an area that I don't know anything about commercial real estate. <laughs> I know I know a bit about regular real estate, just from like my own interest in watching a ton of videos, but then it's like this commercial zone where it's like, 
everything moves so differently and like the kind of relationships you have with people are totally different so it's like it's been a lot for me to learn just observing as well um and just helping behind the scenes with all that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's been good but i have more time than i ever have i would say before or I, i not that's not even necessarily true but I just have a lot of time than I more than I used to right now, yeah, um, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm like, okay, how do I use this time well? <laughs> and one of those has been with music. So I've been uh, writing more and pr- trying to produce more. Uh, and I've been playing out a little bit, so it's been fun. I'm starting to get that going. Yeah, you played, been... played at Hillcrest the other night. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. I saw some videos. You were rocking it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was, yeah, it's one of those, like, at first, I'm like, all right, I gotta make sure I try to capture everyone in this first song. And it's like the worst one because I'm so nervous and I was like, oh my gosh. What song did you play? Uh, I did a version of September. By Earth, um, Wind and Fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was, I didn't have a band with me, so it was just me singing an acoustic. But I tried to like at first, it's kind of like this little, like a jazzier kind of vibe, mm-hmm. which is fun. And then we got into it a little bit. <laughs> like sing a little that, R&B. Sing that chorus real quick. Oh, me <laughs> so yeah it was good okay but it was fun so i'm I'm playing there again here this will probably i'll probably already have played before this episode comes out yeah this could be yeah so it'd be like the end of october is what i'm playing um but yeah i want to keep i want to keep that going um for the people that are listening i do have a single coming out pretty soon did i tell you about this you didn't tell me this well i thought i did oh no i'm sorry (laughs) Yeah, so it's called Together on the Moon. I did it for um, a local film in Cleveland. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I really like this song. I want it for me, too. <laughs> Is it romantic? You know, it's it's not like super romantic. Who's it's on the moon like, with you, Paul? Uh, someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been good. So I'm really excited about that. That should be coming out soon. I think the artwork is like done for it, which I'm really excited for. My sister did um, yeah. a picture, some artwork mm-hmm. for it. So I'm really, really excited. I think the main thing I'm, I'm working on is like, what name do I put it under? <laughs> True. You're not going to go by your own name. I was thinking about it, but I was I like, my last something. name is too confusing. What I if think. it was like Paul Tipsy? Paul Tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> Tipsy Paul. <laughs> or you could just, you could be like all the coolest people in history and just drop a last name. Jesus, Beyonce. Oh, true. Rihanna. Paul. Paul. <laughs> That's Actually, I did look that up, and people are already trying to use it. Uh, <laughs> Darn it. But, yeah, besides that, I've been trying to spend more time on the podcast, mm-hmm. getting ready for season two, mm-hmm. and working on stuff like this, and, like, how do we do this really well? I've been trying to study other people. So that's been, like, a lot of my time. Yeah. Which has been really cool. And I've heard snip, snip, snippets, tidbits? Tidbits? Snippets? Snippets. 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 Of the first draft of the new intro song, yeah. and it is tipsy. It's, got, <laughs> it's sweet. It's got some serious potential. I like it where it's at. Thank you. So I appreciate to see where you take it. Yeah, I've been I'm having some more fun with it. So, so if y'all don't know, like Paul is the creative when it comes to the <laughs> podcast. I just kind of show up and say what's on my mind. You had the fun flavor to it. And you write all of our descriptions. Honestly, it's so good. Because you are a writer. You're creative too. Which is also, uh, by the time this airs, I'll be done with a couple of drafts. No way. My first novel. What? Yeah. And that's not something I tell people about. Dude, are you going to publish them? 
I hope so. You better. I hope so. Because I want to well, buy them. So. I, yeah. I hope... I want it, I want somebody to publish it. Like, I don't want to go the self-published route. Okay. But if it's good, hopefully somebody will pick it up. We'll Dude, that'll be so awesome. I'll buy it. I'll be there. It was a lot of work. Yeah. You don't realize... Is this the one where I die in the first... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the next one. Oh, yeah, cool. So, no, I, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but nobody dies in this one. That's all right. There is death, but nobody dies. Nice. Yeah. Death is a character. <laughs> no. But I'm excited to read it, though. Yeah. Which, I'll get you a, not this draft, but do a couple more edits. Right on. I'll send it to you. That'd be sweet. I'm excited for that. That'd be cool. Anyways. Hmm. There's a lot of life going on. Yeah. This is like... Yeah. I feel like this is, even though it's like the end of season one, it kind of feels like a reunion episode. It really does. Because it's been, how long has it been since I've seen you? Like a month It's now? been over a month. That's crazy. It was uh, early August. And it's the yeah. end of September now. So almost two Dang. months. Dang. And I think it, it's weird too, because it's like we, since then, we I think we've done some stuff virtually. Even when we were doing it virtually, it's like, it's still good, but it's mm. not the same. We There's I, something about it. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, once we take a break between season one and season two, I think we'll figure out some of those things that were getting in the way. Yeah. It's still not going to be as fun, but it's going to be better. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll hold us over until we're finally in person again. It'll be good. Can't wait. You know, if people just supported Patreon. us more on yeah. Patreon, I was going there, we could yeah. pay for plane tickets. We could get that jet plane and take me anytime We could give you guys optimal content. <laughs> Who's going to pledge a million dollars? Feel it on your heart. Feel it to the give. Even for one month. <laughs> a one-time donation. <laughs> that should hold us over. Imagine if, like, some billionaire, like, heard one episode. They just heard this, and they're like, yeah, I'll drop a million bucks. Mr. Beast. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's the podcast. <laughs> I don't get the reference. You don't know Mr. Beast? No, I uh, don't. He's a YouTuber. Oh, okay. But he's, like, known for, like, his videos are, like, just giving out a ton of money for people. That's just what like, he does. Doing these challenges. Isn't yeah. that so frustrating? Like, it's crazy. But he's got a great story. He he was on the grind for a while. Okay. But it's cool. Respect. Respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he started with, like, nothing. Just kind of kept working at it. And now he's spending, like, like $48 million a year on videos or something. <laughs> Because he just reinvested every dollar he made. Wow. Which is like, that's crazy. That's not that's not my life right now. <laughs> Cause somebody has to go to rent, so Exactly. It's insane. So uh hmm. what was your favorite episode this year? Hmm. I haven't even thought about that. That's a <laughs> on the spot. Okay, here's my top yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. Okay, here's my number. I'm gonna go three, two, one. Okay. All right. So number three. Episode one, Cigar City, JLA. <laughs> Some people say highlight. Those people are wrong. And those people are wrong. <laughs> um, for one, that was a really good first episode. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, I felt like we had a good conversation there. Um, especially teaser, especially compared to our first unofficial episode, which... Brings me to number two, actually. Here on Patreon. 
Yeah, it is on our Patreon now. We're gonna be. If you want to see that? Well, shit I did. Show, I did pull Patreon. it down because I was like, I wanna, I wanna like oh, it's promote not. a little bit more. Oh. Oh. So it's in saved in drafts right now. But will it be on Patreon it will. when this airs? When this airs, th- yeah, that exactly. episode will be there out. There you go. There you go. And you get to watch, because we finally wanted to just like, all right, this is what we <laughs> where we started. <laughs> Knowing absolutely no, having no idea what we were going to do. Right. <laughs> that was in this room. Yeah. And that's why we're here again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's my number two, actually. Really? Second favorite. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. That's when uh, the absinthe got to us. Do we have absinthe that night? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Dude, it was <laughs> the first time I'd ever had absinthe. I had zero expectations and a whole lot of excitement. <laughs> that actually explains everything. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's also the time we had a... Pre-game. Accidentally had a pre-game beer. Because we did... We made buddies with Swan Brewing. Which, yeah. And he was like, here's some free beer. <laughs> Hang out for a little bit. Spoiler alert, we're drinking Schwansteiner again, yeah, which is are. the beer we had on exactly. our first unofficial episode. Oh, so symbolic. Look at it's us. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he was excited to hear about what our, our podcast was going to be about. Because it wasn't even... We didn't have anything at that point. And... Uh, yeah, we didn't know. He wanted to just sit and talk about it. And so he bought us a beer. We're like, this is awesome. Swan City, if, or Swan Brewing, if you're listening. Yeah. Sponsor us. We'd love to. And if you live in the Lakeland area, go check them out. Oh, 100%. They don't have to give us money. That's a free shout out right there. That's for you guys. They're a great brewery. Good people. They really are. Um, favorite part of that night, though. Yeah. Is obviously when our friends Chloe and James showed up. 100%. Our livers were so pure and intact. Haven't been since. <laughs> And I had just graduated from my uh, teetotal oh, school, that's right. so I wasn't drinking that much. <laughs> Dude, it was such a good time. <laughs> and to this day, we don't even know if we actually wrestled or not. Yeah. But I'm pretty yeah. sure we did. It's not on video, so... Is it? But is it? Is it? <laughs> Someone's God, security God's camera. <laughs> God's like, oh my gosh. Oh, did I make this joke? So they have these, uh... I might have already made this joke. Because I thought of it the other day, like months ago, when I moved to Atlanta. <laughs> nice. They have a billboard that said that that was like, you can go to like this website and you could click a button, and it'll just show you a random Bible verse. Mm. And so the billboard says, "Which one will you get? Only God knows." I was like, "Oh, God is AI. <laughs> we figured it out. That's it." <laughs> That's so silly. That's funny. That's so, funny. Somebody developed AI software. And we and just created God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we're here for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but okay. number three. Number three. No. Do you have your three and two yet? Not yet. Because I don't have but my, I'm gonna... I don't have my one yet. So I will say... I, I do, but... The I... first unofficial, now that you remind me of it, that's probably like... I would say that's probably number two or three for me. Do you remember that night, or do you just remember what I've told you? No, I actually do remember that night. And I think what I enjoyed about it, because it was the first time we... Because we've been saving a lot of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it was like the first time we actually were like, okay, let's sit down and have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole lot that we went into. Oh, dude, we that bounced. We, haven't we bounced so everywhere. much. Everywhere. Yeah. But I think that's part of why I liked it. Because uh-huh. it felt like more of a free-flow conversation. Yeah. 
Um, Wasn't coherent, though. Not at all. No, no. No, 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 no. You guys can watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I think just because of the the excitement. And afterwards, we were like, okay, let's do it and, like, really do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when we started yeah. with Maximizing. And then we sat in the studio and we were like, oh, we're legit. We became different people. <laughs> I remember, I was like jumping up and down. Yeah. I was like, I want to tell my stories. Yeah. <laughs> we kept interrupting each other. It's like, no, my turn. <laughs> and I think what I liked about it, though, because there was more of like a personability side to it. Yeah. That we haven't really shared mm-hmm. officially yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's something I'd love to talk more about at some point because it, it, it was a little bit of our testimony it's like i'd love mm-hmm. to actually make that an episode yeah well i actually so when we do start talking about hell and how it's not real <laughs> <laughs> i actually i do believe in hell i just define it differently and it hashtag go, not my hell not my hell exactly <laughs> bingo that's a great way to phrase that uh yeah but i do want to like spend like the first segment of that talk Talking mm. about how I came to like the conclusions I've come to, because be there's a lot of emotional underpinnings in that. Sure. Uh, definitely a lot of theology and logic involved, but mm. it did start. Most things start with an emotional experience. Right? Yeah. 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 A lot of times, and I would actually I would love to share a little bit of my side too, mm-hmm. just because you're sharing. I was like, I don't want to leave you hanging there. All right. I'll share too. Well, hopefully. Um. Yeah. Let's save the absinthe for after that. Yeah, because we will cry. <laughs> <laughs> that theme is consistent. <laughs> yeah, I would say, hmm, number one favorite episode. That's really tough. The one thing I will say, I did really enjoy, and then this is probably what you're expecting, part two of Coppertail. No! And here's why. Ugh. It's not this. I I think it was a it was a fun conversation overall. I think it was productive for us. But the reason why it's my favorite is not necessarily because of the episode, because of what happened after the episode. Please stop. It's too soon. <laughs> no. We were okay. And I think it's because like we really that's what that's a I think that was kind of like one of the first times we really hit a place where like all right we don't agree and we're not mm. willing to listen to each other anymore. Yeah. But it was because afterwards it's like. All right, let's talk about it, and let's just try to make sure we salvage our friendship. Are you already crying? Are you already? No. I'm just just thinking about, like, it was like one of those, like, sitcom episodes where, like, the two dudes just get way too drunk, and they're just like, forget all that stuff I said about you, man. I love you. But the funny thing is, is we were not hearing each other at all. Not at all. And listening back to it, it's like, man, if we just like took a second and listened to what each other was saying, it would have been a totally different conversation. But one of the things I loved, because it's like, I think if, I kind of wish like even afterwards was seen by everybody in a sense. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't It was personal. It was personal. It was very personal. But I think in that side of like, what I loved about that is because that's really a huge aspect of our podcast. Yeah. Which is like the goal is like it's two people who don't necessarily agree on everything mm-hmm. talking about that. Mm-hmm. Two two areas of people that typically don't talk to each other. And it's like, let's actually talk about it. And I think we really hit a, st- a point where it's like two just <laughs> butting heads. And you can hear that on the audio. 
<laughs> um, but with that, it's like, yeah, and afterwards you're like, okay, we recognize that, mm -hmm. but let's not let that get in the way of our friendship. And I think that's like a good representation of what we're trying to do. It's like, yeah, there's going to be a lot more, maybe even tonight, where we, we may yeah. butt heads on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the main goal is like, we're celebrating together. We're enjoying mm -hmm. each other's company, each other's thoughts. And this was just, it's, it, with, because of that conversation, the one after that episode, Yeah, I think we, I definitely gained a higher respect for you. Mm, and thank you. because of that respect, I felt like I was able to trust you with more of myself hmm. and more of the things I know we're going to disagree with. Yeah. Which is why I'm ready for hell. <laughs> yeah. But. And I, I will say for myself, that kind of showed me some of my hard-headedness too mm -hmm. and how it's like, all right, Paul, it's okay to feel things a little bit too. Because <laughs> that's yeah. something I will say that I, I struggle with. I'm a very emotional person, but I struggle mm -hmm. with feeling things sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly feelings. Yeah. But I bottle them up. <laughs> so I just get quiet when I'm mad. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but, you need to learn how to get mad. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. Yeah. But, and, and you're lucky I'm a pacifist because <laughs> if I wasn't, I probably would have punched you that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting it 100% too. <laughs> and it was funny because that actually did cross my mind. I was like, man, if Trey wasn't a pacifist, we'd be fist fighting maybe right now. <laughs> Have I ever talked on the show about the one fight I was in? No, I like, don't think so. You know the story though, right? I i don't think I heard it from you I though. could not get angry, so I just let the guy beat me up. <laughs> he, he was going to beat me up either way. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really fight back. I'm not that person. <laughs> That's crazy. So he punched me in the face, and I started laughing. And it, it was just downhill from there. Because wow. obviously when I laughed... He's probably getting him, mad. It made him more mad. Yeah. And so that made things worse for it me. It made you laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was so nice at the end. He was like, do you want to be done? And I was just like, sure. sure. It can be. Mash is on later. <laughs> it's actually really cool. So uh, hmm. this was pre like me uh, getting really serious about my faith. too. Yeah. He would like text me throughout the year after I got really serious and everybody knew I was like the go-to guy for hmm. Jesus stuff. You'd be like, hey, can you pray for me about this? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Look at that redemptive story. That's really okay, cool. Okay, so that's like, you can hear it, but it's not a bad noise. It's kind of soothing. A yeah. little ASMR? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I, I this microphone kind of makes everything ASMR. It's pretty beautiful. It's beautiful. Beauty is everywhere. Beautiful. Do that again? Beautiful. Oh, but like, let out a little gusts of wind in between. Like that? Did y'all hear that? That was that beautiful. Kind of nice. <laughs> huh? Missed you, Paul. I missed you too, man. I really missed. I really missed this kind of environment. <laughs> okay. And one thing I like about this table is we can look at each other. Yeah, directly. I do like doing this. Yeah. I'll try to glance at the camera like, every once hey in a guys. while. Hey, but I want to be here. Yeah. Right here. Okay, so my favorite episode. Yeah. It's probably episode one. Of, of part one hmm. of Copper Tail. Okay. Because I feel like we, uh, even though we didn't get everything out there, we were really coherent in that one as well. And I yeah. feel like we kind of, we listened to it a lot, each other a lot better in that one than we did part two, for sure. Yeah, I agree. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think because we kept it more surface, yeah, part one. Exactly. But it was fun. It was a, it was a fun time. 
the Genesis episodes have been fun. Those are probably my second favorite. I don't know which one. Yeah. But I've enjoyed that a lot because I love Genesis a lot, and it's been fun. It's been, it's been fun talking about that with you because there's a level of it that I agree with, but there's a level I disagree with. Well, I think like from a psychological standpoint, we're pretty much toe and foot. Yeah. But then when it gets to like the actual like spiritual and historical implications, it might. That's where we start to split. I have to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we start throwing flashes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's true. But it's fun. I really enjoy talking about it. You know, I've kind of I've kind of been thinking about myself lately. I might have said this on one episode before. But it's like I've kind of realizing it's like I don't know if I necessarily fall into fully into like the evangelical side. Mm-hmm. I know you you're like you definitely lean more progressive. I'm like maybe I'm like a punk rock Christian. <laughs> you know, just like I want to make everybody mad. <laughs> I'm an alternative Christian. You can be punk rock. I'll be alternative. Okay, so somebody... Wait. <laughs> indie, we're indie Christians. <laughs> this was actually a Twitter trend. So <laughs> somebody was like, uh, I'm a classical theist, so I listen to Mozart while I read the Bible. <laughs> and I was like, I'm an alternative theist. <laughs> listen to AJR so the I whole time. AJR. <laughs> or 21 Pilots. Yeah. That's funny. I don't. I don't really listen to punk rock music that much. <laughs> but no, it's cool. you're okay. So don't take offense to this. I probably will. Because no, I'm kidding. No, no, I won't. They don't have a great reputation, and I'm not a big fan of them, like the movement. And I, I'm not putting you in that box. But there's definitely some similarities between you and the like the young, reckless, and reformed group. Mm. Like, I can't remember if that's their. Nickname. I don't. I've never heard of that. It's like the neo Calvinists. But that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm like, I'm definitely in the camp of like, let's question the norm and what we've always kind of led toward. Like, let's question the tradition. I don't have a problem with tradition, but let's question it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of it's a little reckless, mm-hmm. but I don't fall into the progressive camp. They're like the, uh, they're like Calvinists who trim their beards <laughs> and wear skinny jeans. <laughs> right. They're like the cool youth pastor. <laughs> But not Which is funny because I don't consider myself a Calvinist at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, and a lot, funny. Most, uh, a lot of. But with Reformed theology, temp- typically leads toward Calvinism. Exactly. They, they typically they're not go one hand and in the hand. same. They're just very close. Yeah. I'm, all Calvinists are Reformed. Not all Reformed are Calvinists. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get different sounds out. <laughs> you know, I had a, I had an interesting conversation recently. With a pastor, we were talking about, because his church is Armenian. Okay. And I was talking to him a little bit of, kind of like, talking about it without talking about it. Of course. And I was like, you know, I think both are kind of wrong. I, I see sides to both. See, I would say both are right. <laughs> Which is funny. It's like, I think there's, I think there's self-contradictory natures to mm. both of them. But there's a reason they've stayed around for so long. Yeah. Because there's such a deep foundation in both of them. Um, so there's a part it's like, I think both are right and both are wrong at the same time, I, which is like such a lukewarm place for me to put myself. No, I, so I would say they're both wrong. I don't like to, people mm. always like put that as a spectrum. They're like, where do you fall on the Calvinist Armenian spectrum? Mm. And I'm like, I'm not about that spectrum. I kind of just jump outside of it. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I, I recognize both of them, but I don't, 
associate with either of them. But given the fact that I believe everybody ends up in heaven, you know, I don't really <laughs> on that spectrum. We'll anyways. talk about that too. But <laughs> it'll come up. It'll come up. But it was interesting. So the pastor. Um, dang it, I already said that word. That was part of the drinking game. <laughs> Every time I say interesting, like, ugh. We haven't even set those rules out. One thing we were trying to do for fun was to... Drink a lot. <laughs> drink a lot. <laughs> Every time we said something that we weren't supposed to say, yeah. then we take a shot. So every time you say that's interesting... Yeah. Shot. Both of us take a shot, or just you take a shot? What do you think? Let's do just you take a shot. Okay. And then every time I say, uh, especially... <laughs> I'm gonna get so wasted. <laughs> I think I say that more than you say, especially. Well, I don't talk as much. I'm the listener here. That's right now you are at least. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Which, uh, but Irenaeus oh, or is Ignatius? We're in the we're in the. A lot of my classes deal with the early church fathers a lot. Either hmm. Ignatius or Irenaeus. Y'all can go look this up. One of them has a saying, which like, "Stay silent and remain wise. Speak hmm. and become a fool." Yeah. So there's a proverb about that too. It's basically a proverb. Yeah. So I'm the smart one here, honestly. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I'm too invulnerable to share what I believe. <laughs> I've been trying to get better at that too. That's something that I I know God's been working with me with that a little bit too. Is like, and part of me is just comfort of like. Before I speak, I like to I like to understand where I'm at. Mm-hmm. The um, problem is, is it takes me two hours to to know where I'm at. Yeah. I don't have time for that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I know just us doing it, I've been definitely more comfortable with like, okay, let me show a little bit of my hard headedness, maybe. And you have to. And recognize that it's like I still I still wanna listen. I still wanna keep my ears wide open. Mm -hmm. But there's a guy with a club like waiting. (laughs) But no, so the, the, the guy the pastor I was talking to, he's definitely leans very Armenian. But there's times when he's very Calvinist, which is really, mm-hmm. he, he admits that himself. But I thought that was so funny to listen to. <laughs> like I switched well, that. What we... <laughs> because there's, there's moments where he's like, yeah, I believe that everyone has a choice. And like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then there are times in certain moments in scripture, he's like, yeah, they had no choice. God chose that for them. I'm like, whoo, that's, that's crazy. Because <laughs> for me, I was like, okay, I would still... I kind of I told him this too. Like I still kind of disagree with that. But I don't have it fully thought out, but I'm surprised to hear to hear that. I was like, it's, I'm, I'm I was laughing a little bit. I was like, I'm laughing because I'm not used to hearing people being that honest about their thoughts toward those things. Sure. I appreciate that though. I think yeah. F. Scott Fitzgerald. He has a quote, and mm. he basically says that uh, a sign of intelligence is being able to hold two contradictory ideas. Hmm. And then Socrates would say, uh, is it Socrates? Or Aristotle? Or Plato? One of those old guys. <laughs> they would say, uh, wisdom is being able to hold an idea, but not accept it. Hmm. Which is basically, like, you could argue the idea, even if you didn't believe it. Yeah. And give it, do it justice, too. Yeah. Not just pull, do a straw man argument, you know? I think that's, I think that's good. And that's one of the things that I, I know I'm trying to get better at is that idea of like, I can argue something whether I agree, or, w- agree with it or not. Mm. And recognize just because I'm arguing something doesn't mean I agree with it. Sure. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get over that myself a little bit. So. See, honestly, I don't know what I believe about anything. So anytime I'm arguing anything. <laughs> That's why <right>, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, do you want to get into it? 
Is it already that time? It, it's been like 30, 40 minutes, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We're, we're intentionally going a little longer on this, this one. This is a celebration. Because we're celebrating. We want to catch up. We want to have this more of like a, a bit of an informal episode while still being like a an episode. Also, I like the... Like Nicholas Cage. We've thing. got good vibes going on in here. Like Thank you, you set this room up wonderfully. I think yeah. Thank you. If you're listening to this, go to YouTube and just watch about five minutes of this. Just, <laughs> just to see what's going Paul's on. Paul's got the setup. He's got the studio. Thank you. Like Thank somebody you. call Joe Rogan and tell him he's been put out of place. <laughs> so Spotify's gonna fire him. Fire us. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The one thing I do wanna do is I'm thinking about like taping some like paper in here, but drawing like stained glass designs on it. Oh, be cool. I think that That'd would look really, really cool. sweet. Yeah. So I'm kind of working on that idea a little bit. It's a work in progress, just like just like us. <laughs> but hey, all right. Let me down this. Down it. For Sego. Sean Steiner. Oh baby. Do we got the Steins? Okay. Hell. Hell yeah. What are you gonna open up heaven yet? <laughs> <laughs> How do you... Beautiful. <laughs> Dude, that's packed. How do you, how do you want to open it? I'll oh, let you start it. Let me tell you how it came to my... Okay, first of all... Yes, yeah, so if you could start with just because, what do you believe and mm -hmm. why. That's the whole podcast. I know. <laughs> okay. I have to make it... First of all, technically, I am a universalist. But do not call me that. I take offense. <laughs> Because it's not the same thing. Okay. Just because I believe everybody's going to be saved in the end doesn't make me a universalist. Like, and so I'll admit, I have called you that before in the past. People do. It's fine. So recognize fine. that, but I okay. want to listen to you. Which I will, I'll get into this later, but what a lot, not the majority, but a good many early church fathers, and, and pay attention to the fact that I said not the majority. I'm going mm -hmm. to be honest here. Okay. It wasn't the majority, but it was a lot of them. What they believed is called uh, apocatastasis. Okay. Which is basically Christian universalism. Mm. And so when we get into like the more logical side of things, I'll explain what that is. But St. Augustine would call these people... He wasn't a fan of universalist. He would call them... Yeah, I could see uh, that. <laughs> I don't know how he gets wraps his... Which, Calvin's theology is so rooted in St. Augustine, like, yeah. of all the church fathers. That's why they typically get put together a lot, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, this beer and cake pairs so well together. <laughs> right, right. Wait, cheers. Cheers to you. St. Augustine would call those who believe this misericord. Misericorde. I don't know. Okay. I, you can make it up. I it's won't like know. like Latin or something. They might know. I won't. Cor corde is like... <laughs> Sounds like heart. So it means merciful hearted. Hmm. But he used this as like a derogatory term. Like, oh, these merciful hearted people. Like, <laughs> I don't Dude. I don't know how he could do that. Because like, isn't the point of, aren't Christians supposed to be mercifully hearted? Anyways, hmm. that's a topic for another day. But there has been a lot of like argument in the church right now between denominations. Not denominations, like Calvinists. and. <laughs> it's been coming back up. Empathy. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. So somebody for the Gospel Coalition wrote an article about the sin of empathy. Hmm. So, anyways, hmm. they've been arguing about that. You can check people's Twitters. It's everywhere. <laughs> Just 
Y'all know where to look. I'm still trying to learn Twitter. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. Um, so I came to this conclusion that God would ultimately uh, restore everybody to a heavenly place in the end because I realized in my own life how big of a pool hell had in my own faith. Hmm. I realized that in order for me to truly pursue Christ, to truly believe, uh, uh, to, to, to shape my life around Jesus, I had to let go of the idea of hell. So I, I started out with, it wasn't that I didn't believe in hell, but being pragmatic, I was like, we're going to pretend like we don't believe in it. Hmm. Uh, just so that I could make my motivations right. I, I've said it a couple times on other podcasts, like we have two motivations, fear and love. Mm-hmm. And my faith was driven by this fear of hell rather than the love of Christ. Hmm. And the only way I felt like I could make that jump, get rid of hell. Just, just ignore one of them. Just, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of, cause that was the, the, the bigger motivator was the fear of hell. Hmm. Uh, and then I came across a book review by one of my professors at Southeastern and he was reviewing David Bentley Hart's That All Shall Be Saved. David Bentley Hart is a theologian here who has a lot of um, Eastern Orthodox trends in his theology, and he believes in apocatastasis. Uh, and you have him on your shelf, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, who is it again? The yeah. Atheist Delusion. He also wrote that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning, I haven't read that book yet. So dude, gave, my dad gave it to me as a his, birthday gift. He, he I've been, know, really, I've been he meaning know. to read it. If he knew what that guy believed, he would not give you that book. <laughs> really? But, no, he's great. He's phenomenal. Hmm. The way he writes is, oh my God, like, his use of the English language and then how, like, he, like, okay, so Chris Green, who wrote the article of his book, basically, he says he's an academic pugilist. He's like an academic boxer. <laughs> Like, he punches hard awesome. with his words. <laughs> and so in the in that all shall be saved, he, he is not, he does not go easy on Calvinists, especially. Hmm. I said it right, but you I'm going to totally take a shot. You totally did. You called yourself. <laughs> oh, wait, I haven't even opened this yet. Dude, it's a fresh bottle. What should I drink? Let's do gin. It's clear. Okay. I've been wanting to drink this one, too. Oh, we'll do that together. Do you want to do it right now? Yeah, let's do it. I find that interesting. Ah, <laughs> now we have to. It's justified. <laughs> oh, but now we have to open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I read Chris Green's review of David Bailey Hart's That All Should Be Saved. Hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, this, this concept of everybody being redeemed is biblically grounded and it's coherent with the early church, a lot of the early church. And like... Take, for instance, the... I can't remember. Who... Let me try. Yeah, I can't get it. I'm a weak little boy. You're good. This is tough. Whoever was the final editor of the Nicene Creed, I can't hmm. remember. I'm pretty sure it starts with an I. One of the church fathers. He believed this. Like, this is an active, like... So take Origen, for instance. He's the he's the main, like, church father that people go to when they think of apocatastasis believers, right? Like, people that believe everybody's going to be saved in the end. And today, if you talk about Origen, people will say he's a heretic. Hmm. But it, his heresy had nothing to do with his belief in everybody being saved. 
it was a completely different topic. But today, they, they use that as a scapegoat to not have to deal with this concept of universalism. Oh. So, so they say they, that... They say that's heresy. We don't talk about it. But the Eastern Orthodox Church, which is, you know, to most, some people, to half people, to everybody in the East, the first church, right? They yeah. The Catholics. They, they yeah. Were this, they were Eastern Among, and Western yeah. counterparts before the schism. Do you want order or chaos? Chaos, baby. I'm obviously chaos here. Chaos, baby. I've been I've been waiting to try this Ooh. until you've been here. That's spicy. So this is still house spiced cherry whiskey. Mm. Thank you to Chloe for buying this. Shout out Chloe. Cheers. Oh, that is amazing. <gasps> I want to say it again. <laughs> That's real good. That's so good. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. I don't know what to do about that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, in the yeah. East, <laughs> in the Orthodox Church today, you are still like, it's not their main teaching on, you know, the afterlife and, and hell and all these things. But it is an acceptable belief in the Eastern Orthodox Church. Hmm. Like it, it. To this day, it is. To this day. Wow. And, and there's a lot of prominent Eastern Orthodox theologians in the states. Uh, Brad Jerzak, uh, Brian Zont. Brian Zont's not so much involved in the tradition, but a, a lot of his theology comes from the Orthodox Church. Okay. Like, and then Chris, but he's a Pentecostal, but he's got a lot of Orthodox roots in his theology. Hmm. Of course, David Billy Hart. So this is not. A, for me, that validated me. My heart wanted to believe this. Hmm. Like, why wouldn't I want to believe this? Hmm. Why wouldn't I want to believe that everything is redeemed in yeah. the end? Uh, I think most people... It feels a lot better. Yeah, it's more palatable, right? And I think most people probably have a desire to believe in this. Mm -hmm. and Which leads a lot of... Uh, people to discredit it based on that. They'll say, hmm. you're being illogic illogical, you're being completely emotional driven, hmm. uh, you need to you know, sever your emotions and submit to Christ. Hmm. It's like, no, this has a history in Christianity from hmm. the inception. I, I feel like I am submitting to Christ in this belief. Wow. And, and so another thing, uh, uh, as it pertains to discipleship and how we live our Christian life, is a lot of people think, and a lot of the early church fathers who still believe this would not preach that they believe this because hmm. they didn't think lay people could handle it. I think they're wrong on this. So they, they wouldn't believe They wouldn't preach universalism because they didn't think they believed exactly what people are afraid of today. That if people didn't believe in hell, they wouldn't be good Christians. Oh. And that's a that's a big fear in the church. Hmm. And anytime somebody and, and people have said this, I've I've seen Twitter wars where people are like. If everybody gets saved, what's the point of following Christ? It's mm. like, you obviously haven't met Christ. <laughs> That's why. Hmm. So, at first it was, a, it was an emotional, it was, a, it was a pragmatic decision that in order for me to love Christ and know I was actually loving Christ and not loving him because I had a fear of hell, I severed ties with the, the whole belief. Hmm. And then, then the theology blossomed out of that. Wow. That's a lot right there. <laughs> and you listened really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to hear what you had to say because there's a lot in there. And I think it's a, it shows the motivation be behind why that's your preferred belief as well. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. <laughs> that's a lot. It, okay, so yeah. I already know, like... We're going to disagree. 
Yeah. And it's going to be hard. But I love you, and it's okay. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. And I, I promise, this is a topic that, while I didn't do that much work preparing for this podcast, I've yeah. done a lot of work outside of the podcast. Yeah, I'm I sure. I promise not to use that against you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll start with this, so... And I need to I need to probably say a lot around it. So when it comes to hell, I do believe in it. <laughs> and on top of that too, I believe in I'm using this word in a Christian way, eternal damnation. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so your your understanding of hell because I believe in hell too. Mm-hmm. I, I started off. With, I had to say that as a joke. I, I know, know you started yeah, off not yeah, saying yeah. that. I started off for the pragmatic reasons pertaining to my faith. I just was like, whatever hell is, don't believe in it. Yeah. But now I've learned about hell, and I've actually come to the conclusion that hell itself is restorative. Hmm. So. Yeah, so even on that side of it, um, so what I'll say is... Oh, and just to clarify, that, so your belief is eternal conscience, conscious torment. Because there's other versions of hell, too. There's also annihilationism, which would be you go to hell for a time period, and then you're completely wiped out. Hmm. Okay, so I hate the word torment, but yes, <laughs> I would fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I, as much as I hate the belief, part because it, it again it doesn't sound very palatable. <laughs> yeah, well, but yes. In order, f- I, let me try to make it more palatable. Sure. The torment doesn't necessarily have to be done by God, and I don't believe it is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what I what I would say when it comes to and I'll throw this grenade in the conversation too. When it comes to justice, I believe that God is restorative um, in every way. But there are times when, depending on which angle you're viewing it from, it it, it can be viewed as punitive. Mm-hmm. As simply, for the people who don't understand that word, is that restorative is that there is punishment, but it always leads to some kind of restoration. Punitive is like it's punishment because you did something bad and that's it. There's nothing... Rest- there's no, there's no type of uh, trying to make you better from uh, it. Punitive is a funny word. You want to take a shot? It's hilarious. <laughs> we should take a shot, right? I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep this open. Okay. So, <laughs> wow, that was really easy. <laughs> That's a good rule, isn't it? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Are we serious? Nobody cares you're more masculine than me, okay? <laughs> I worked out today, so... <laughs> I gotta let everyone know. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> it was an accident, I forgot. <laughs> Alright, so punitive. Cheers to punitive. Puni- it's a hilarious word. It, you know what's a better word, so though? Good. You know what's better? What's that? Penal. <laughs> Penal substitution. <laughs> yeah. Which I obviously don't believe in. <laughs> but it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> what was Calvin thinking? He's like, all right, awesome. I'm going to take your Shake theory, this and out. I'm going to make it even funnier. He was like, had like three Schwansteiners down. He's like, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> hey, Calvin, what, what do you believe about Jesus' death on the cross? <laughs> I got one word for you. Penal. <laughs> and if I can just go straight ahead and say it. We've been we've been taught what Schwansteiner means. Oh, Can right. I say it? I forgot. Yes, please share. It means dick beer. Yeah. 
my god, we're drinking dick beer. <laughs> Cheers to penal substitution. <laughs> oh, wait. we're getting burned tonight. <laughs> I am most looking forward to Annie having to produce this episode. <laughs> She's not in the room right now. She has Cheers no to idea. Annie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so explain. Yeah. Explain this punitive thing. Sure. So what I what I will say is funny is like, do I believe? God's justice, and that leads to hell. Um, there's a form of that, at least heaven or hell, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot in there to talk about. Do I believe that God's justice is punitive or restorative? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nuance has entered the room. I gotta say it every time. <laughs> and so, what do, what do I mean by that? So, What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's a good question. question. <laughs> it's a good question. So it, it, it came to me in the idea of, so whose perspective are we looking at? And also it comes to the idea of like, what is God doing? What is he doing? What is, what is God doing? Why does God do anything? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> right? Why did God choose to show mercy to anybody? It's like, the guy's a freak. <laughs> um, so the way, the way I've thought about it, and this might not even be the best example or best analogy to use, but this is what I'm using. Just all so, all analogies fall short. Yeah, We're I figured say it. it wrong and then try to figure it out later. <laughs> so, if you're looking at a house that is, it has a bad wall. The wall is infested with termites. You're like, okay, I want to restore this wall. I want to fix this house. So what do I do? It's like, well, I got to fix this wall. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is take out all the termite infested boards replace them and i'm going to spray for termites to kill the termites yeah so would you say like for me i'm asking myself this question i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to throw you at your questions that's not what i intention so for me it's like okay i would say that's restorative Uh you're you're restoring the house sure um for the termites example it's very punitive. You're killing the termites. <laughs> They're like, you've done this injustice to us. You're murdering us. Uh-huh. And so when I think about that, it's like, okay, who's, what's the purpose and whose perspective? So when I look at it that way, I say that um, hell to the ones condemned is punitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't believe they're bad. They don't believe they deserve this. But from God's per- perspective, who is trying to redeem all that follow, trying to redeem the earth... It's very restorative because it's like, well, I want to get rid of the termites. I want to get rid of the things that are destroying the earth. And I would love for them to be redeemed, but not all of them choose that. Chose that. Choose that. <laughs> Freaking Arminian. My gosh. <laughs> I know. That's such an Arminian way to say that. But let's go with it for now. Uh-huh. And so what is right for him to do is it's right for him to continue his restoration. <laughs> and you've fallen on the wrong side of history, I guess. Oh. And so with that, when I, when I view hell that way, I view it as it's, it's in some ways, this is going to sound awful. Are we going to have to take a shot? Probably. Probably. <laughs> but when I think about this, like, okay, in some ways, a result of God's goodness is hell. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but in that sense is, I don't believe that everything... I, I, I believe that part of his restoration is eliminating what is not good. Ooh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Sure. Who built the house? Who built which house? The house. 
In my ex- analogy? Uh-huh. In my analogy? Yeah, who bought the house? Ooh. Okay. It's, it's funny because part of me is like, mm, I don't want to sound stupid in my answer. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to create an analogy, but I will you have say, to have a whole backstory, you know? True. I'll say God built the house. That's the answer. That's what I was looking for. Okay. I figured you were. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't throw out my example at all <laughs> in any way. Mm-mm. No, I don't think it does, but I think we have to realize, like, yeah. where is God's placement in the story? At, at the beginning. He's in the beginning and the end. Right? Mm-hmm. He's the Alpha and the Omega. I like that. <laughs> so what God begins, God will see through. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Okay, but I, I kind of like the example of the the, uh, mm. the roaches getting thrown yeah. out. They don't belong in the house. Yeah. But I see that as like a separating the wheat and the chaff. Mm-hmm. And th- th- these verses are not primarily about your eternal destination. I, I want to say that up front. But they mm. still make good analogies. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, wheat and chaff, that's the same plant. So part of the plant does need to be stripped away and go. Mm-hmm. There are parts of us that do need to go in order for us to be fully, to use the biblical language, sanctified. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we, we will be purified. We will be holy. We will be perfect mm-hmm. in God's eyes. I, I believe... I, I, I don't want to talk too much about the afterlife because I don't want to assume too much. I don't know shit about the afterlife. We don't know much oh. about it. <laughs> we know some. Which is another thing. is like ancient Judaism did not really care about the afterlife. Hmm. And I would even say Jesus wasn't so concerned about the afterlife. And... I would, I would say hmm. Jesus didn't, I mean, you're going to say he does, but Jesus being a good Jew wouldn't believe in hell. He'd believe in Hades. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that's important to recognize, not to get caught too much in the weeds because it'll definitely pull us in that direction. Yeah. But it's like, we just say hell as a blanket statement. Dude. Okay. But there's like quite a few different versions and there's quite a few different kinds. Well, the, they, uh, they believed in, in like, as in quotes, multiple hells. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's the funny thing. You're quoting Dante there. Yeah. The thing about Dante is Dante's Inferno is where we get most of our theology about Often. hell. <laughs> in the conservative church. Often, that's yeah. What, and you know where Dante got his ideas about hell? Hmm. Mythology. <laughs> so are you comfortable with having your theology come from mythology? Hmm. I don't know if you should. It's interesting. I don't know if you should. It Dang is it. interesting. Oh, no! Oh, oh. Which one? Which one? Which one? Wait, because I said your word. Do I still have to take a shot? I feel like I should. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. All right. Let's uh, do gin. gin. Let's do gin. Gin, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, this is a fun episode. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs>